Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the His and Her Life Hacks podcast. I'm Larry, and I'm Dawn. <laughs> so today we're going to take uh, we're going to shift a little. The last two episodes we've talked about my story and Dawn's story about overcoming loss, overcoming tragedy to kind of get to the point uh, where we are in our lives today. And today we're going to talk about in more detail about how we met, but we're going to take a step back and just talk in general about dating in your middle age. Right. And we've could, had some requests. Yeah, we have. We've actually yeah. had some requests, I mean, which, which is great. great. Yeah, we want we want you guys to send us requests, so please do. And actually, this was a topic we were already going to talk about anyway, so. Yeah, uh, so so we both showed up in our middle age and uh, and had to learn how to start dating again. So, you know, I think, first of all, how do you meet people when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, right? And there's a couple different ways you could do it. Right, it could be organically. And yeah, I always had a a thing about I want to meet my person organically. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I had the whole Hallmark movie story in my head is how I was going to meet my person because I love Hallmark movies, and I really believe that I was going to meet my person at the local grocery store Wegmans, and I would be reaching on top of the shelf and not able to reach something, and my Prince Charming would come over and be like, "Can I help you?" and then next thing you know we fall madly in love and move to Colorado just like you know well here's the problem we live like six miles apart but I don't shop at that Wegmans and that's the problem so therefore that didn't happen yeah so we had to rely on other means yes but, or what the other way uh, everybody does it is the um online dating so, yeah, so I was not going to participate in that but I did right and and I can tell you that the whole concept of online dating is kind of frightening right when you first go out and put yourself out there it's you got to build this profile. It's like, okay, what do I even put about in the profile? And, you know, so I start, you know, honest up front. I'm, you know, single daddy, kids. And then I'm thinking, all right, they're going to get to that point. They're going to just move on to the next one, right? And then, so then you're like, all right, well, I'll be a little, you know, more discreet about it and say father, blah, blah, blah. But then you get into the first conversation. It's like, oh, how you doing? Do you have kids? Yeah, I have kids. Well, how many? And you're like, ooh, so then eight. And then there's that awkward silence, right? So I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore, right? So I go back to like, you know, doing the honest, you know, got to be up front and just lay it all out in the line, yeah. right? So, you know, I, online dating can work. I know we know we both have friends who have, it has absolutely worked for and mm -hmm. they end up getting married through it. Um and then so, there's horror stories, too, I've heard. You know, I definitely um, had friends who shared, you know, funny things. Like, the person's profile wasn't really who they were when they showed up. Or um, I think we could do a whole video on that. I mean, just how people, or they present one way and they're not that at all. Um, so, yeah. But then, and we've shared this a few times, um, that... The way that it worked for us, and, and we believe is an, an awesome way, right, is when you have a friend, a mutual friend, who then introduces you, and our friend was Kelly Shannon, and, you know, the benefits of that is that she knew both of us, right, she knew kind of what our values were, she knew what the personality types we had, she knew our faith, mm -hmm. um, and she knew we had stories, right, and we had backgrounds. She and also that. knew I loved children, and that's important yeah. because... That was something she said to me. She was like, so he has eight children. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't something that I ran from. Um, but it's funny because that was one of my, I guess, requirements, you know, that the person I met had to be a dad, but not just a dad, like loved being a father, right? And was active and loved his children. It wasn't just a task or a job or like, I can't wait to get him out of the house kind of thing. 
Um, so I think Kelly knew that about me. Yeah, I most definitely fulfilled those requirements. You did. So God blessed me times eight. He was yes. like, you want children? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. So so we've also talked about, you know, we the, our first date and, and how, you know, we feel like we, you know, we went 10 dates deep that deep that first date on how much we shared with each other and so forth. And I think the the lessons kind of for us and what was important is that we just showed up as ourselves, right? Like, you know, we didn't show up as trying to impress, you know, you with all the things I could have done or did or whatever. And likewise for you to me, and it, we just showed up as ourselves and it was a genuine conversation. And I think through that conversation, you know, we had learned, we learned a couple things that were critical. And I think one of which is, you know, when you go back into dating, you really need to be healed, right? All of us have things that we work through and, and probably the reason that we end up in middle age and, you know, in a position to date again, but the importance of actually working through and healing through that. And I just remember, you know, you sharing your stories and, and you know, first the compassion I had as you were telling me that, but then secondly, just the admiration I had for you for what you had gone through. And this is what you articulated in the last episode of you know, the struggle and, and digging deep and doing the work. But to me, it meant so much, right? Because I felt like I had done the same. And I think we were then at a point, you know, together where we were ready to accept each other. And it, it catapulted our relationship forward, you know, probably months, right? Just through that, just through that sharing of that experience. So I think showing up as yourself mm-hmm. and then in your word, consistency, right? Yeah, for sure. Consistency. I mean, anybody can show up and look like Prince Charming or a perfect woman and be entertaining and engaging and say all the right things. And, um, but they're eventually going to break, you know, if they're not showing up as their true self and they haven't done the hard work. And, um, you know, otherwise I've learned as a life coach, you know, what we do is we just transfer and bring forward those same things from the previous relationship into a new one. And the new one just has a different face on it. So, um, you know, we all have something, we all have deal breakers, you know, in my case, um, there was a lot of stuff as I shared on the last one that I had to heal and understand and go through and to be my whole self. Now on Larry's end, you know, it was a different circumstance. It was a different, it wasn't a divorce. It wasn't a bad relationship. There was no baggage. It was actually the complete opposite. It was just this wonderful, loving relationship that was a loss all of a sudden. And so he had to heal that. And so consistency on both ends, you know, I thought, well, is he healed? You know, that was something going through my mind and then I'm sure vice versa, but consistency. So every time we would talk or, and it's not just the words, right? The actions have to line up with the words and every single time we would be together, it was consistent. And over time you think, okay, I'm, I, I think I know this person. Like, I feel like they're, yeah, it's a trust, right? You start yeah, to trust genuine and authentic. So, and I think what helped us establish that level of trust was just our communication. So again, I mean, when you start dating, what's important, I think it's important to share, right? There's so much you need to learn. We both arrived at that moment with 50 plus years of experience and we were both, you know, independent, strong-willed, leading our families, making decisions. And then all of a sudden you have to figure out, well, geez, like, how do we, it, like, what do you like? What do I like? You know, what, what are, what are some things that, how do you like to dine? What are your preferences on like movies and so forth? And I think communicating and learning about each other is, is what helps. And what helped us particularly is that, you know, after our second date, I ended up getting COVID 
And so I had to spend 10 days before our third date, which I think he thought I was trying to blow you off, but I wasn't. I did. I was like, does he really have COVID or is this, you know? Well, what we did, though, is we took those 10 days, and I think literally almost every night of those 10 days, we uh, we FaceTimed. And it was not just a 10-minute And 10 he FaceTimed time. from bed, so I was like, is he faking or is he <laughs> no, legit <laughs> So we did, though, but we FaceTimed, and I think that just allowed us to talk, and I remember thinking, like, okay, we're, we basically established that each other as the go-to person. I learned so much about you by just communicating every night, and, and those FaceTimes, by the way, are what we continue to do. Still, Multiple nights, like, if we're not working together or out together, we'll end up FaceTiming on the nights we don't see each other, and it just helps us establish that rapport, what was your day like, mm-hmm. just stay in communication, and I, and I remember then on the third date... You know, going out and being, I felt like I'd known you for years, right? Mm. Even though it was just our third date. And so communication that way. And then I think the other thing we started to establish right from the very get-go was texting. Yeah. Right? So we like to text. I mean, text at night. The last thing we do before we go to bed, text each other. First thing we do when we wake up, text each other. And mm-hmm. I think it just... I mean, texting, I like the fact that we say good morning and good night to each other. But um, I'm also old school, like... I don't, I don't want to be in a, a relationship that's all texting and no conversation. So that's where we, we have that balance, I think. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, we're going to call each other or whatever um, throughout the day or in the evening, but for sure. Um, yeah, and then we've had some funny moments. Yeah. Where, like, so when you think about personalities, you know, you talk, like, in your 20s, it's entirely different. You're you're just in a different headspace. But dating in your 50s, you're set in your ways, but you're willing to, you know, be flexible or whatever. And um, us coming together, we were both used to being the leaders of our family, but also leaders in corporate America. And so we we're both headstrong and um, independent and all that stuff. And um, so then one of the, one of the, trips that we took was for uh larry's daughter for a basketball tournament and it was down in virginia or maryland Mm -hmm. um and so you know larry's used to running a ship basically you know he is yes spaz dad (laughs) is what i call him and i used to be spaz mom back in the day but i'm like 10 years removed at this point you know my kids are older so i've gotten mellow they would agree to that they'd say you know I'm, i'm way more mellow now but um, so now my first experience is like he's driving like a madman to Virginia. Um, and then we get there and it's just like spazzy. Like the whole time we're just like, you know, <laughs> so we get there and then we go to sleep and we wake up and he's used to saying to his kids like, all right, we've got five minutes, you know, up, out, brush your teeth and off we go. And like the kids are used to this. They throw their hair in a ponytail, like girls, let's just say girls. And they throw they're their hair in a ponytail yeah, and then, like, eating is, you know, whatever. It's on the fly. So we're down there with a bunch of different parents. And so our friends were across the hall. And um, so Larry's like, you know, okay, wake up, and uh, we have to leave in five minutes. I'm like, five minutes? Like, who does that? So I made it work, you know. I looked like I literally just rolled out of bed. And I'm meeting all these people for the first time. I was, like, completely mortified. But... So we show up, you know, we're at breakfast. By the way, it's an hour before we even needed to be there. And then we were going to arrive an hour before we even needed to be at the tournament. So, like, we're way early and it's so unnecessary. But so I'm like, well, where we're eating breakfast. And I'm like, where is all the other parents? Like moms, especially. Right. 
And, well, little did I know they were in their room getting ready. They had plenty of time. So this one in particular woman who I love so much, Kristen, I'm going to give you a call out. Um, so in comes Kristen and her husband like an hour later, but still early at the tournament. And she's totally glammed up. Like she looks beautiful. She's got her hair done, her makeup done. I look like a train wreck. And I'm like, why does she get glam time? And I am like, boom, you've got two minutes, brush your teeth or whatever. So I was like not having this. I'm like, if this is setting the stage for a future, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. So I had to use my voice and say, absolutely not. And I think I said at the end of our trip. Yeah, well, it got very tense. And I think what we learned, right, was like, okay, like, uh, you know, this is where you got to learn to give and take. And I'm like, okay, I am spazzed at and I do need to get there early. Why? Because we always have done it that way, right? But but in reality, we didn't need to do that. So you learn the importance of things to for each other. And I think, but there was definitely tension there. I remember driving home. Yeah, little face, fates face in, the in the back, back seat, in the just looking at us yeah. like each of us as we're going back and forth in the front seat, you know, with these little comments and snippety comments and stuff like but they that. They were but, like comments with a smile, but I think she knew. Yeah, and she was, was like literally the little head in the middle. definitely little popping. messages coming through in this comments. So we get home. And you know, I dropped off, Dawn off, and she gets out of the car and she walks up to me in a kind of loving way and just looks me right in the eyes. She says, I am not the ninth duckling. And it, so, so we still laugh about it now. And actually, I still owe you a yeah, shirt. Yeah, I need the a t shirt or something. But, but it, it definitely got me to stop and to think and to reevaluate okay, like, do I really need to operate in this manner? What's important to Dawn? You know, what are the things that she values? And and do I really need to do those things? No, I didn't. So, And by the way, I'm a woman, right? So I'm a girl. I'm a woman. I don't, it doesn't take me a long time to get ready. But like, I have a lot of hair and I throw on the basic makeup. I don't take long. But I'm not a ponytail, you know, yeah. just so... And, and you weren't used to that. No. You were not used to glam anything. Well, and I think that's another thing. Like, so, again, coming together, building relationships with each other's children, what's important, building trust with those children. And, you know, the girls, my three girls, Celeste, Faith, and Carmel, you know, built a relationship with Dawn and started to gravitate to the, you know, they were wanting more of that in their lives as well. And she was very willing to do that for them and you know to the point where they go and set appointments to do nails and set appointments for hair and so forth and it's become part of their schedule and their personality and now apparently I have to budget for that which yes. of course I never would have budgeted there's a glam before. budget now because yeah. one time we shared like spreadsheets of like what our expenses are just to forward think like we knew you know all right we're going to come together so what's it look like and it was so funny because the things that he itemized versus what I itemized, I'm like, where are clothes or like what? glam or anything for the kids? Like, I think you had like $200 total no, for I like did not. sneakers that's, that's, or no. something. Well, no, no basketball swear, sneakers, was like sneakers was probably a couple thousand dollars. But I'm like, too. meanwhile, that's a whole category and a whole budget. So we're yeah. weaving this little glam budget in for Faith and Carmel and Celeste, but... So I so I think the the point of that obviously is that you know it takes compromise it takes communication um, it takes truly understanding what's important to the other person and then making sure you adapt and, and accommodate and you know what's best for you individually may not be what's best for you as a couple and I think that's one of the things that we've learned and I think have gotten really good at is 
you know, we may have disagreements, we may have strong opinions about one thing or another. And, and at first it was just in our relationship. And, and now as we're starting to start a business together, there's business aspects to that, that we have to have conversations. And, but we've learned to compromise and I think, and ultimately do what's best um, for us as a couple or for the family with the kids or now for the business. And I think, again, communication and being open and aware. And date night. So I don't think we talked about that, but like, especially we're building a business together. And so take even out the business, we've got constant kid stuff and just work, whether you're working together or separately. Mm -hmm. But um, date night is so important just to keep everything you know, you are a couple first and you go out and you just kind of escape life. So I would always highly recommend that. It doesn't matter what phase you're in. Keep the dating. Keep dating each other. Keep remembering why you fell in love and um, keep bringing that to the relationship. Yeah, I love our dates. Like we go out. It's just you and I, we want, you know, our one-on-one like one time. And like we go, go out to dinner and then we, you know... Go we'll dance. go dance and stuff yes. like that. And it's, it's just fun. It just allows us to kind of have our relationship. And again, separate from the kids, separate from business and so forth. And just make sure we're prioritizing that time together and what's most important to us. And I think, you know, because we do, you know, as the relationship evolves, there's things we, you know, we have to do to make sure that the kids are moving forward with us, right? That we're staying connected to the kids, that they are feeling part of this relationship and part of the love that's that's building. And I think our kids definitely do on both sides. Um, so that's that's super important. And I think another thing that's really been important for us is our faith. And we've talked a lot about our faith uh, in previous episodes. But I love the fact that, you know, that we get up, we'll go to church, we'll meet at for church on Sundays and, and you know, go together and she'll come in and, and be with me and my kids and you know, we'll sit there and listen to the mass and reflect on it later. And, you know, before we eat, we say grace together. And it's just, I think those are the things that I know connect us and then connect the kids and, the you know, our family to make us, make them feel part of this relationship and what we're building. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So that's about it, I think, for dating. That's all we have. But for sure, please send us your thoughts and requests because we love that. Um, but yeah, we hope that maybe you took away something from our stories that you could maybe yeah. apply or just enjoyed the conversation and got a good laugh out of it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. All right. See ya. Yeah. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the His and Her Life Hacks podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We look forward to having you join us on future episodes. If there's a topic that you would like Dawn and I to discuss, please feel free to contact us at dawn.jacoby at grit2grace.com or larry.ambrose at grit2grace.com. See you on the next one.